Second Kings 11 and 1 says, When Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all of the seed royal. Somebody say seed royal. But, Jehosh- excuse me, but Jehoshaphat, the daughter of King Joram, the sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah. There will, again, there will not be a quiz on the names. But Joe, <clears throat> let me get this spit out right. But Jehoshiba, the daughter of King Joram, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him from among the king's sons, which were slain. And they hid him, even him and his nurse, in the bedchamber from Athaliah, so that he was not slain. And he was, and, <clears throat> and he was with her hid in the house of the Lord. Six years, and Athaliah did reign over the land. They hid him in the house of the Lord. I want to talk to you this morning for just a few minutes about the power of a preserved seed. Hmm. <laughs> we lift our hands and talk to the Lord for a moment. Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you so much for your word. God, your word is powerful. It's mighty. I ask you today, great God, that you will release your word upon this congregation. Let me be a conduit of whatever you want to say. I pray that you'll take away my thoughts, but do not allow me to miss saying exactly what you once said. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let your word have free course and let it do what you desire for it to accomplish today. Open our minds to receive what you say today, God, and we will thank you for it. In the name of the Lord Jesus, everybody said amen. amen. And you can be seated. Uh, this, I want to talk to you about the power of a preserved seed. Athaliah is maybe the most wicked woman recorded in Scripture. I will go over a couple of these names so we're all on the same page. Uh, There is Joash, who was a newborn baby. And there was a woman named Athaliah. She was the mother of a man named Ahaziah. Uh, Ahaziah was the king. Ahaziah passed away, and whenever he passed away, Athaliah decided she wanted to rule the kingdom. And so her way of doing so was, uh, since the throne would pass down from her son to her son's seed, everybody say seed, she decided she would go and she would destroy the seed royal, all of the offspring. In other words, she was going to kill all of her grandchildren so that she could be queen and sit on the throne. You understand why I say that maybe she's the most wicked woman recorded in Scripture. She's not talked about much, but she was very wicked. She was the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel. We've heard of Jezebel. She polluted the worship in Judah by introducing the worship of Baal. She perpetuates this relationship uh, between Israel and Judah. And she kills her own grandchildren so that she can sit on the throne of Judah. Her wickedness is only rivaled maybe by her mother Jezebel who slayed the prophets of the Lord. The fact is that though uh, Athaliah is spoken of in Scripture and it is past centuries ago, she is still around today. 
Just like there's a spirit of Jezebel around today. Just elbow somebody, make sure they're still awake. There is a spirit of Jezebel that is still around today. We know that because she's mentioned in the book of Revelation. Uh, but Jezebel, to put it in a nutshell, she is just the spirit of rebellion. But there is also still a spirit of Athaliah, which wants to destroy the seed royal. Seed, it represents a dormant or latent potential. There's a spirit of Athaliah that wants to destroy anything that could be of future use or future benefit in the kingdom of God. My Lord, I am standing here in front of a congregation, and aren't you a beautiful congregation? Smile at somebody and say, you sure are pretty. And if you just lied, the Lord will forgive you later. I am standing in front of a congregation that is loaded with potential. Oh, I wish somebody believed what I'm preaching today. I am standing in front of a group of people that whenever God chose you, He chose you because you had potential. Because you had a future. Thank you, Brother Josh, for talking about Jeremiah. Because God said to Jeremiah, before you were ever brought forth, before you were ever born, I chose you. David said, when I was yet in my mother's womb, you knew me, you knew who I was. And then the scripture goes on to say that God is no respecter of person. So if God knew Jeremiah and God knew David even before they were born, don't believe for a moment that God didn't know you, know who you would be, and know who you could be. I'm talking to people that God has set potential in your lives to do something in His kingdom but there's an Athaliah that wants to destroy potential that is wicked that is that is even willing to destroy her own grandchildren that's how wicked this woman was she destroyed all uh, of the royal offspring except for one baby whose name was Joash you have to get this this story in your head The king dies, and all of a sudden, mama decides, I am going to take the throne. And she sends out her henchmen with swords drawn, seeking after her own grandchildren to slay them, and they did. But there was one baby that had just been born. There's a couple of babies. I, I don't want to take anybody's baby. I don't hold babies till they're about two because they're breakable. I like, I like to wait till they bounce and come back to you. But there's baby Joash. And his nursemaid grabbed him up and hid from the henchmen, from those that were slaying the seed royal. And where did she go to hide him? She hid him in the house of the Lord. Because there's one place that if you'll stay planted, you are safe from Athaliah. Because she's not coming to church today. She's staying out of the house of the Lord. Athaliah would like to destroy the Joashes in our life. But if we will keep them in the house of the Lord, we are... Let me just get right down to where we're living. Joash means Jehovah fired. Jehovah 
in flame. Jehovah's fire on the inside of this young man. And there's nothing more that this world would like to do than to steal the fire for God out of your lives. I wish somebody would say, I am going to be hid in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. The world wants to take the fire of God out of you. The enemy of your soul would like to see us lukewarm and indifferent. But I know a God that says, I am a consuming fire, and He wants us not to be lukewarm. He wants us to be on fire for Him. I wish somebody stand to their feet today and say, I am not going to let the seed, the fire that is on the inside of me grow cold, grow indifferent. I'm going to hide myself in the house of the Lord. My Lord, my God. We need to be on fire for God. We need to let... God's seed grow inside of us. We need to be uh, on fire for doctrine. We need, somebody shout doctrine. We need to love the Word of God. Jude said this, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort to you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. He said that this faith was once delivered. Everybody say once delivered. In other words, there was and is no other faith coming later. There is no improvement on the doctrine that the apostles taught and preached. Paul said it this way, Though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that we preached unto you, let him be accursed. And he says, If you didn't hear me the first time, so I say now again, If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which you have received, let him be accursed. In other words, there's not another word coming. The apostolic doctrine that they taught in the first century, there's not a better gospel, there's not another gospel, there's not another message, there's, we can't improve on the book of Acts. He said we need to earnestly contend for the faith. In other words, you have got to struggle. You have to be willing to fight and labor fervently. The truth, Jude says, is worth fighting for. Can I stand on my two feet today and say, I don't care what other doctrines, ideas, or philosophies come down the road. The Bible is right, period. The Bible is right, period. That's why he said all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction in righteousness, for correction for instruction in righteousness. He said, holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. We need to continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. I'm talking about a preserved seed. We need to continue steadfastly in one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is above all, through all. And in you all, we need to continue steadfastly in the fact that there is only one saving name. And we better love that name. Because neither is there salvation in any other name. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Somebody say amen. 
Somebody want to shout that name? Jesus. Jesus is that name. And Paul said, or Peter said, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's how powerful that name is. Do you believe that? Do you believe the name is that powerful? That whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I believe that. And just so you're not confused, I believe it because the Bible says that's so. And it tells us how to call upon the name of the Lord. It doesn't say to call upon the name of the Lord by shaking a preacher's hand. It doesn't say to call upon the name of the Lord by confessing. It doesn't say to call on the name of the Lord by signing a church roll. It says this... Uh, arise now and be baptized, washing away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. That's how you call on the name of the Lord. It's when you go down in the water in the name that only saves. There's power that whosoever will call on the name of Jesus in baptism, you will be saved. How do I know that? Because you can't be baptized without repenting. And if you'll repent and be baptized, the promise is unto you. You are going to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And if you're filled with His Spirit... That spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, if it dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. There is going to be one day when a trumpet sounds. There is going to be one day whenever He appears in the sky and we are going to be changed in a moment and in the twinkling of an eye. And if you've got that Spirit living on the inside of you, whether you're in the grave or walking above the ground, we are going to be changed and we are going to rise together to meet the Lord in the air. Hey, I'm telling you, I read someplace or I heard someplace that up to 60% of Protestant ministers don't believe in a literal rapture. My Lord, you got to ignore a lot of the book to get to that position. I still believe that one day we're going to leave this place. I still believe that the same way Enoch walked with God and he was not because God took him and the same way that Elijah walked with Elisha and they were parted by a chariot of fire and he went on up in the sky. The same way that as they behold Jesus, he was received up into a cloud. One day there's a trumpet that's going to sound. The last trump is going to sound and we which are alive and remain are going to be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever is anybody excited brother Josh was preaching about desiring the presence of the Lord in your house I desire to be ever in the presence of God Oh my Lord, I I wish some senior saint that served God for decades would stand to your feet and say it's been worth it it's going to be worth it all some beautiful happy day Oh, hallelujah. He is coming back. He is coming back. He is coming back. And those that have made themselves ready, those that have preserved themselves in the house of God, He is going to come back. And we're going to leave this place so there will be no more sorrow, no more tears, no more pain, no more heartache. I'm talking about a place called heaven. 
There's power in a preserved seed. I'm going to quit right now. I feel to stop. Hallelujah. Will you clap your hands one more time unto the Lord? I could preach to you about we need to preserve our desire and not let anything distract us. We need to preserve our worship. Some, some of us need to put... I'm going to, if y'all stand, I'll quit preaching, I promise. We need to put some war back in our worship. Don't let anybody steal your worship. Don't let anybody steal your fire, destroy your, your fire in worship. We need to love the doctrine. We need to make sure that our children are preserved in the house of the Lord. I wish you'd clap your hands about that. I got to talk about this for just a second. Just stand to your, just stay standing, but I got to talk about this for just a second. The spirit of Athaliah wants to destroy the children of the church because they have latent potential. Because they, because they are going to be earth shakers. They are going to be world changers. They are going to be powerfully used. Parents, we need to wrap our arms around our children and get them into the house of the Lord every time we have opportunity. Every time the doors are... Why? Because it's a place of refuge from Athaliah. This world is trying to destroy them. But there's a sanctuary where they can be safe. We need to declare, stand up and declare that what God has placed in our hands does not belong to this world. We need Jehovah-fired children. And God has, with His grace, given us a time and a space that we can get these things right. How is the seed royal protected? It's hidden in the house of God. Hmm. David said, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. For in time of trouble... Brother Tommy, it's time of trouble. We, I, I got another message and I'm not going to preach it today, but I might preach it sometime. Beware when everything is going well. There was a day in Joash's life when everything was going well. Daddy was on the throne. All things looked good. But in a moment's time, everything turned upside down. And that's when he had to be in the house of the Lord. We need to make the house of the Lord our refuge in time of trouble and in time of blessing. Because it's where safety is. And the importance of his house cannot be overlooked they that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I just feel like this morning there's some folks that want to pray. I just feel like this morning there's moms and dads that need to say, my baby is going to be raised in the house of the Lord. I feel like there's some moms and dads that need to say, Athel man, I feel the presence of God right now. You need to plead the blood and the covering of authority over your children every day. My God. 
there's so many things going through my head right now, Brother Anderson, and I'm, I'm just very hesitant to speak, and I don't think I'm going to. But this world is full of predators. And we as adults, we need to make sure that we are pleading the blood of Jesus over our family. I'll tell you one story. You're standing. I promise I'm trying to quit. Missionary Mark Schutz, he, is, uh, he hasn't been here. He's been to Lewisburg. He's a powerful man of God. He is very, very strong. He said, I get up every morning and I plead the blood of Jesus over myself, my family, all of our possessions. And I set a shield of faith round about it all. And uh, he said, they were in their apartment in, uh, in Belarus, Russia, I think is the city that they were in. Be- Belarus, I think is where they were. And he said, we got up one morning and it smelled like gasoline. And they had poured gasoline around the door of our house and up and down the hallway and tried to burn our house down. And it had just burned the edge around the door. Still smell, if it still smells like gasoline, brethren, beloved, it should have burnt. But there was a covering of the blood and the shield of faith. And, it, and it, his, his philosophy, he said, uh, I parked my car on the street and one of the, the nationals there said, Brother Schutz, you can't park your car on the street. They will steal your car. They'll break into your car in a heartbeat. He said, only if they're stronger than Jesus. They haven't broken into his car. I think they found, if I remember him telling it right, they, they have found scratches where they tried to get in his car. And could not get into his car. Why? Because there's power in the name. There's power in the blood. And there's power in a preserved seed.